0: Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wynette, and today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, DuPage Health Coalition, Team Parent Connection, and Hassid House. watching Spotlight and joining me now from the DuPage Health Coalition is Kara Murphy, their president. Kara, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having us, Jane. Yeah, we're really delighted to chat with you and I'd love you to just start out by telling us about why the DuPage Health Coalition is so special it would be my pleasure
1: uh, so this is a special year for us we're actually approaching our 20th anniversary which is hard to imagine i've been with the organization since 2004 and it's really evolved in incredible ways since we began but the the, the organization at its roots was really around a community coming together to recognize that there were needs that were uh, growing in terms of healthcare access for the uninsured healthcare access for low income residents of the community. And if we all work together, it seemed clear to us that we'd be able to create something pretty extraordinary. What makes the DuPage Health Coalition special is that every hospital in DuPage County participates at the leadership level, as well as being generous donors to our program and also generous volunteers. Uh, every dollar that we uh, spend on healthcare for the patients that we serve is matched by more than $10 worth of donated services by health partners. And, you know, if the people that are watching today, my guess would be that if you were to tick off the names of the providers that you and your family uh, count on for your health care, the vast majority of those individuals would be volunteers for the DuPage Health Coalition as well. Uh, So we're really proud of of this gem in DuPage DuPage County's history, rather. But you're creating that safety net for those who need it, right? The, th- the thinking was that if we worked together, we would really be able to meet all of the needs in Dupeach County, um, but that it was something that no one could do by themselves. And so people really embraced that idea. And in a lot of ways, I think that uh, any of our successes aren't really ours, they're really a testament to the volunteers and the partners that make it possible.
0: Yeah, and I think, and and, you know, that's a nice thing to be thinking about too, right, is that, you know, if if people are getting health services that everybody is getting at that same level of health services, because when you talk about those partners, it's those same doctors, right?
1: Absolutely. The same, you know, with the same doctors that accept Blue Cross and Blue Shield and provide excellent care for individuals who have a fairly comfortable circumstance financially, they are also the same ones who are donating so generously to make this program possible.
0: That's wonderful. So now, Kira, tell us a little bit more about some of your specific programs, because you've got a number of them. And, and let's start out with Access to Page, right? Yes, I'd love to.
1: Access DuPage is our oldest program. It's sort of the foundational architecture of what we do. Access DuPage is all around coordinating health access for low-income and uninsured residents of DuPage County. We've been doing that since 2001, we enrolled our first patients in 2002. We've served more than 65,000 DuPage County residents through that program over the years. And set, effectively, what we're doing is providing comprehensive health care for individuals who otherwise wouldn't have a way to receive it. So they enroll in our program. We connect them to a primary care medical home, a volunteer physician who provides their primary care services. Any of the other services that they might need would be available through hospitals and other health partners. We have thousands of specialists who participate in our program as well. And then one of the more expensive pieces of the program is the fact that we also provide medication access, which as we all know, can be one of the most expensive pieces of health. Yeah. Um, so. We serve about 6000 between 5 and 6000 patients per year through that program right now.
0: That's amazing. And then you have Silva access. Now, I'm just guessing that that's maybe seniors. It would sound that way, but actually, it
1: is a program that is really around coordinating health access for individuals who do qualify for health insurance on the ACA marketplace, but whose income is so low that without some additional assistance, they would probably either go without health insurance or they would pick a plan based purely on the lowest cost, which probably wouldn't be the best plan. I think a lot of us recognize that when we have lower cost health insurance, what that oftentimes means is that we may not pay so much every month in premium, but we're gonna pay a whole lot out of pocket when we go to the pharmacy or the doctor's office. And if your income is very low, you don't have those resources so we help to subsidize the cost of health insurance individuals still pay a portion and we pay a portion and silver refers to the silver level of the aca marketplace so it's a little bit of a jargon that wouldn't necessarily be known Uh, we serve about a thousand patients a year through that program And many of those individuals were previously enrolled in Access DuPage, but have graduated to another level of care.
0: Okay, well, that's good. I'm super glad you explained that to us because I would have guessed something different. And I think you have one third program, right? We do, the
1: DuPage Dispensary of Hope. The DuPage
0: Dispensary of Hope is a
1: pharmacy program. It's actually in partnership with DuPage County and the Convalescent Center um, in Wheaton. And it's a free pharmacy. Uh, Anyone who is uninsured and lower income in DuPage County, whether they're enrolled in our programs or not, are eligible to go to the Dispensary of Hope with a prescription from uh, their providers. And there are about 200 to 250 medications that they can receive uh, anywhere from three to six months worth of at a time for no cost at all, absolutely free. Um, our website is the best place to find the list of those medications. So if you go to our website, you'll be able to learn more about how the program works and who qualifies not just for dispensary of health, but our other programs as well. Okay. Um, and also be able to see a list of the medications that we cover.
0: Okay, well, that's awesome. Now, Kira, as we kind of start to wrap up a little bit, tell me about how you pivoted during this difficult year and, and kind of what you've been able to do to, to just keep the ball rolling. Absolutely. Well, like the
1: rest of us, COVID changed a lot for us, Uh, and we really uh, many of the families that we have historically served were really hit hard by the pandemic uh, economically, as well as uh, rates of infection, illness, and unfortunately poor health outcomes. And so we created a lot of programs around trying to make certain that all of our community was healthy, especially those families that are near and dear to our hearts and our programs. Um, One way that we did that was by providing tens of thousands of masks to low income residents of DuPage County through a host of different community partners and efforts. Another effort was that we worked in conjunction with DuPage County and the DuPage County Board to launch a 10,000 flu vaccine project so that individuals who didn't have insurance would not have a barrier to being able to get vaccinated for the flu, knowing that it really a dual pandemic of flu and COVID was something that our community really couldn't tolerate. Um, And today, uh, uh, so much of our work is really around um, making certain that everyone has access to COVID testing, COVID treatment. And now we're really excited to be able to help people with COVID vaccination. Uh, We've provided about 15,000, I'm sorry, 15 (laughs) COVID vaccine clinics in the last couple of weeks. Uh, serving anywhere from 200 to 2000 patients uh, at each of those events and we have dozens more ahead of us and we're really excited to be able to partner with all of those partners we already discussed and making sure that everyone in the community is able to get the vaccines that
0: they need to be able to be healthy that's wonderful. Kara, I, you know, obviously you and your team for, for almost 20 years, and so I congratulate you early on coming up on that 20-year anniversary, but you, you've you been doing so much to support the county, uh, make sure that everybody has that equal access to the kind of health care that they need, and certainly during these unprecedented times over the last year, really working hard in the trenches to make sure that people are, are just able to get what they need to stay healthy, right? So we, we thank you for that work on behalf of all of the dupage county residents and we thank you for the ability to tell the story and say thank you to all of those that make this possible thank you jane you're welcome and if you are interested in learning more about the dupage health coalition and the services that they offer across the county please go and visit their website we're going to take a quick break but stay tuned we're coming right back with more spotlight
2: For more than 150 years, you've believed in Bucy. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Bucy's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Bucy, grateful to serve the communities we call home.
3: Naperville Crime Stoppers.
4: Yes, I'd like to report some
2: suspicious activity in my neighborhood. How does this work?
3: Yes, thanks for calling. Your call is anonymous, and I will not ask for your name. Instead, you'll be identified by a tip number. In a few weeks, call back with the tip number you received, and I will let you know the status of your tip. If an arrest is made, you can receive
2: a reward up to $1,000. How do I get the reward money if you don't know who I am?
3: Well, when you call back, we set up a time and a place to drop the money. You will be safe, and nobody will know you gave Crime Stoppers
2: a tip. Okay, well, here's what's going on.
0: If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Mornette. And joining me now is Dora Praxedes. She's a board member and former participant of Team Parent Connection. Welcome to the show, Dora. Thanks, Shane. Thanks for having me. Really glad to have you here. Now, I know you have a personal connection because you're a former participant in the program. So talk a little bit about why Team Parent Connection is special to you.
3: So back in 2003, about 17 years ago, I joined the program. Um, especially the different services that they had. Um, my, fa- my mom actually got a phone number from a family friend and said, here, call here. There's free diapers and wipes. And I really didn't have a clue what I was signing up for. Um, and so I called the number right when I was about five months pregnant and got enrolled in all their different services. I just, I grew up from a family that didn't realize the different resources out in the community. And so being able to connect with other teen parents, knowing that I wasn't alone, I was able to become fully involved in their doula program which is a birthing coach. She was a great support system. So from my family, um, I was able to get the physical and financial support, but emotionally, that's where I was really lacking. Um, My friends, especially becoming pregnant as a sophomore in high school and over to my junior year, I really didn't feel like I could connect with anybody. And so being able to go to those weekly support groups, um, waiting for my pregnancy and for my daughter to finally come, come to life pretty much, That's where I really was able to figure out some of the next steps in my life. Um, My, the father of my daughter was involved, but there was some kind of drama family wise. And so being able to connect with other teen parents was a great um, support system for me at the time. Team Parent Connection also offers other services such as healthy families. And and so having that family support worker come over to my house on a weekly basis and talk and have that hour just for myself and be able to just dialogue on the different things, especially my daughter needed milestones, what to expect, juggling school books and AP classes and just homework throughout the night and then eventually getting a job. It was just so, mu- so much, to burden and so for me team parent connection is so close to my heart because they were able to make me the woman I am today and so now becoming a board member um, and being on the board for about five five plus years um, and able to give back to the community and see it from a whole different lens that for me has been very empowering Um, sitting on the board has taught me so many things that go into the organization behind the scenes how hard our executive director works and the all the different healthy family support workers, doulas, just being 24 seven sometimes now, especially in COVID times. It's just
0: so much to give back to the community, especially these teen parents. Well, you're certainly an inspiring story, and I think, you know, the thing that really kind of you, you, you hit on is that notion of really understanding where you were coming from, right? Everybody, it's kind of like the same storm that we're in right now. Everybody's in the same storm, but the ships are different, right? And that opportunity for you to be able to connect with people who were in your exact circumstances, find that support that you needed. Um, but what I love is that you came all the way through and now are paying that forward. What, are, what a great story, Dora yes and it's been so rewarding along the way as well yeah so talk a little bit about team parent connection and its role in the community and how um how it's so important to celebrate uh young moms and young parents because it isn't just for moms right yes we do have young dads as well that we started
3: a few years ago and that has been a huge success because i feel like as a teen parent you don't get enough credit on what you do now even Older um, when I had my second child and being established, let's say after going to college and following that sequence of getting married and having the place to live and all that, um, it's, you know, young parents actually do juggle a lot. And especially coming from there, I know that we don't acknowledge them enough for being such great parents, especially nowadays due to the circumstances that they live and all the different burdens that they carry. And so that is where. We, we believe that just providing that support to parents and resources in the community is so beneficial.
0: So Dora, I mean, obviously we're in kind of unusual times with COVID, um, but tell tell of you as how uh, you can get involved with Team Parent Connection, whether that's as a participant or also maybe as a donor or a volunteer. Yeah, so all our volunteer opportunities are
3: on our website Um, and right now, if you want to become a donor usually monetary donations are highly appreciated since we can uh, kind of pivot and see what the needs are for our teen parents if you are a teen parent in need um, that's where you can call our and contact us via our website um, and we do have our phone out there and so that is a great way to get in connection to see what different services we offer and where, how we can cater to your needs.
0: Okay, wonderful. Well, Dora, thank you so much for stopping by. Really appreciate you uh, sharing your story and appreciate the good work that you're now doing, working with the board. I'm sure they appreciate that. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And if you would like to find out more about Team Parent Connection, please go and visit their website. We're gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Spotlight.
2: For more than 150 years, you've believed in BUCY. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our health care workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. BUCY's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come, because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. BUCY, grateful to serve the communities we call home. Stay in the know, at home, or on the go with NCTV 17 News Update. This quick recap of everything happening in and around town will be delivered straight to your email inbox for free. Sign up
0: today. Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from Husted House is their new executive director, Joe Jackson. Welcome to the show, Joe.
4: Thank you so much, Jane. Happy to be here.
0: Well, we're happy to get to know you. So let's get to know Hesed House first. Uh, what is it and the role that it serves in the community?
4: Sure, yeah, Hesed House is, we're the, we're the second largest homeless shelter in the state of Illinois. But we, as we like to say around here, we are so much more than just a shelter. Um, we have a resource center here where basically we're a one-stop shop where if somebody is experiencing homelessness, if they're down in their luck, if they need some help, they can come here and they can get connected to any and all services and resources that they need to get back on their feet for themselves, for their family, for anybody. So that's who we're that's who we are. We've been I'd say I think we're a pillar of the Fox Valley community at this point. Um Hesed House has been around longer than I have. So Hesed House started back in the, the early nineteen eighties. So yeah, we're we are very much a part of this community and love serving uh love serving this community. So
0: OK, and, and I think it's interesting because I think it's so very true right when we talk about kind of the fabric of social services, it's not just about homelessness because typically that that is an outcome of other things happening in a person's life. So as you talk about being that one stop shop, so very important, right?
4: Absolutely, to encapsulate all of those things and have all of those services readily available here on site, um, it's incredibly helpful to our guests because some of our guests, they don't have transportation. So the fact that we have all these services here in the building is critical. They, can, they have a place to sleep, they have food, they have clothing, those things. And they can also meet with case managers and other services from the community. Right here at Hesset House.
0: Okay. Now, Joe, you—you—you know—you're new uh, in in the role that you're at at Hasset House. Talk to us a little bit about how you came to find yourself there.
4: Uh, you can call it fate. You can call it divine intervention. Uh, you call it a lot of things. But my path crossed with Ryan Dowd when I was at Aurora University getting my MBA. I had him for two of my classes there. Um, i was in the corporate world i wasn't super satisfied i was looking for something more fulfilling um and honestly my my wife uh she was homeless for the first eight years of her life and so homelessness has just been something that's never sat well with me uh, hearing her experiences and what she went through and so my path crossing with ryan really seemed like fate to me and so i stayed in contact with ryan and as as i was looking for something that was a little bit more meaningful as far as work goes, Hesed House just made sense. And as we were talking, as he was acting as a mentor to me in a number of different ways, a position opened up here at Hesed House uh, as the Director of Administration, Finance, and Human Resources. I took a shot, I made the leap. I came here to Hesed House and I tell people all the time, it's the second best decision of my life outside of asking my wife to marry me.
0: So. Oh, I love that. I love that. And 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 thank you for sharing that personal uh, note too, because I think Joe, that really, you you have a real window uh, into what it's like. And I love the way you call them guests uh, at Hesed yeah. House. Uh, that's really, it's a lovely phraseology and, and that's an implication that it's not a permanent state of being, right?
4: Absolutely, it's not a permanent state of being and, we are here to serve them at Hesed House. We're called to serve, and so that's why we call them guests. Absolutely,
0: I love that. Now, uh, obviously, COVID nineteen uh, it's been decimating the community on so many different levels, and obviously, as a very physical, uh, you know, agency, it's had an impact on you. Talk a little bit about that.
4: Uh, it is. I tell people all the time. It has been a decade over the last year here at Hesed House. We have. And through quite a bit, um, but the good news is, is that now we're we're on the other side of it. We're focused on getting our, our guests and our staff vaccinated. We're at very high percentages of, of both of those, which is great. Um, early on in the pandemic, it, it wasn't so great. We needed to move people off site into hotels to get social distancing. Um, we it just seemed like we pivoted constantly over the past year. Uh, but again, the good news is that we're coming out of this stronger than we've ever been, and we've been able to keep. most vulnerable men women and children out there safe during this pandemic which that's such a critical part of our mission and we're just so glad and blessed that we're able to do that
0: yeah i I think it's been a year that everybody has had to really work very very hard but i think in that uh it brings people together around the mission and i would imagine you've seen a lot of that with your staff uh, and also with your guests that you've been able to continue to work with to keep them safe right
4: Absolutely. Uh, The one thing that's been missing over the past year, though, is our volunteers. So Hesed House, we are a community organization. We depend on over 8,000 individual volunteers every year. And over the course of COVID, we couldn't have them here on site, which was disappointing. But again, you you say it takes a village, and it does. And that community rallied. They continued to make food and meals and all these different things and had clothing drives and, and all these things to help serve our guests still while they couldn't come on site. So without our volunteers, without our fantastic staff here, there's no way we would have made it through
0: this. Yeah, so as we're coming hopefully on that backside, what's next? What are you up to next, Joe?
4: (laughs) Hopefully getting back to a state of normalcy here at Hesed House, like the rest of the world is is really pushing for that state of normalcy. We're working to get volunteers back on site um, sooner than later. Actually, we just started having some small groups come on site this past week. We're testing a few things out with uh, the help of the Kane county health department uh, so that's been going really well we hope to be able to open that up to all the volunteers again within a month or so that'll be great uh, we'd love to start taking donations on site again like clothing and, and toys and things like that so we're looking forward to that in the next couple months um, and then we actually we have part of our warehouse across the street so we converted it during COVID to increase our capacity because so many people needed our help. We still have about 9,000 square feet of that warehouse left, and we're putting together plans now to convert the rest of that warehouse into shelter space. Uh, so we can never have to turn somebody away at Hesed House ever again, because we did have to do that during this pandemic, and it broke our hearts. So all good things coming in the future. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to those things happening.
0: Okay, so as we wrap up, Joe, how can people help you? How can the viewers step forward and help you?
4: Sure, absolutely. Um, we've had people sending cards, sending prayers. That's been great. Definitely keep those going. Uh, if people would like to help us out financially, it's really easy to do it. You just go to our website. There's a Donate Now button in the upper right-hand corner. It's a super simple process. Um, but And then as we start to get volunteers back on site as well, we'd love to have people come here and volunteer and help us enact our mission each and every day.
0: Wonderful. Well Joe, I, I'm so glad to have met you. Uh, I, it sounds like Ryan had a very good vision for who he was looking to put in the job next and it sounds like you've got the energy and enthusiasm to move us forward uh, into what will hopefully be brighter times as we go uh, into the rest of 2021, right?
4: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jean.
0: Oh Absolutely. And if you would like to learn more information about Hesed House, please go and visit their website. Right now, we're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at Busey Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. To learn more about the organizations featured on today's episode, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wynette. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.